It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razavan for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm delighted have with me Odie Ahara Davis. Uh, what's going on, Ahara? Yes, you know, it's good to be here again back on IFL TV, the best in the business. Uh, just been at home, you know, on a Sunday, had a good sleep last night, so I feel nice and refreshed. Yeah, slept well. Obviously, the, the clocks changed when hour forward. Oh, did they? Yeah, you didn't realize. No, I never knew that. So, does that mean that we've gained an hour or lost an hour? You lost an hour. Oh, crap. So really, Maybe right now it's uh, it's approaching 3 p.m., but it should really yeah. be 2 p.m. Oh, so maybe I didn't sleep as good as I thought I did then. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, with our, with our smartphones, the, the time changes automatically, so maybe yeah. you didn't remember or you didn't realise. Yeah. I, did, I didn't even realise. We'll give you the benefit of doubt. You must have been in deep sleep or horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, right, I just want to obviously last night we saw the return of Dylan White um, was it going to be um, was he going to avenge his defeat against uh, Alexander mm-hmm. Povetkin uh, you know Dylan very well I know you know Dylan for a long long time just yeah. and I know you've been in the situation before where you've suffered a defeat but what is that yeah. pressure like you know for, for many months he took you know, that devastating knockout what does a fighter go through mentally to trying to get over a defeat. Do you have to go back in the ring straight away with that person? What does it take? A lot of boxing fans don't understand this. Like when a fighter gets beat or they get stopped, a lot of boxing fans like to come online, mock us, laugh at us. But a lot of these guys haven't got the guts to do what we do and they don't understand how hard it is to get back in there after being stopped. Um, and it's really hard. After I fought Taylor, like it was hard to come back. When I fought Tom Farrell, I might have looked a bit confident. I might have been arrogant online again and stuff like that. But I went into that fight scared as hell, scared as hell. I thought, damn, how about if it happens again? And when I knocked him down in the first round, 
I was saying to, I was, I was just saying to myself, please don't get up, please don't get up. I just want the fight to be done. I was afraid, and then he got up and knocked him down time after time. Kept on getting up. Every time that he got knocked down and he got up, I got more fearful and more fearful. I thought it might happen again. It might happen again, and it took a while for me to get over that defeat. And but you know, people ask me how hard is it going to be for a life for white to come back from a defeat like that. I just said white is built different. White is built different to guys like me. White is built different to a lot of guys. A lot of guys will find it hard to come back after a stoppage defeat. But Dillian White don't care. Dillian White just he will get back in there the next day, and with no fear. He'll be excited about it. Yeah, like, come on, let's go. Yeah, it, mate, the guy got, this guy's got no fear in him. Dillian White's built different, and everyone's built different, but Dillian White, um, he's, he's a lot mentally stronger than a lot of other fighters, and, you know, even myself. Dillian White's a lot stronger mentally than me, I believe. He's gone through so much in his life, and he's been through so much, and, and, um, and I feel like that's what helps him in his boxing career to get where he is. Obviously, fighters sacrifice a lot. Um, Dylan mentioned yesterday that he had a newborn baby, four months old. He, mm. he wasn't there when the baby was born. He hasn't seen the baby. Obviously, he's seen pictures and videos, but he hasn't, hasn't physically seen the baby. He goes, I'm a warrior. I had to sacrifice my time away from my family to focus on this fight and make sure I was in the best possible shape. Mm. That's amazing. You know, that's, and that's what you call a fighter's mindset, a fighter's spirit. He wanted to avenge that loss so much that he sacrificed being there for the birth of his kid. And I was looking online, a lot of people saying bad things about him, saying, oh, he should have been there for the birth of his kid. He should have postponed the fight and made it another day. But like, nah, this guy is out there fighting so that he can provide for his kid. He missed his birth so that his kid can live a good life, so that his kid hasn't got to go through what he went through. And that's a man right there, sacrificing for the greater good. And I would rather him not be there for the birth of his child, but give that child a good life, rather than be there for the birth of his child and give his child a mediocre life. So he done what was needed to be done. It was a definite, it was a devastating stoppage uh, in the fourth round. Um, I didn't, we must've seen the fight. The first round, both guys came out guns blazing, throwing Crazy shots, heavy shots. Yeah. A lot of them didn't land, but the intention was very, very clear. Was that was that mm-hmm. just nerves? Is that nerves when you when you've had a defeat, you come back in and the first round you just want to get it over and done with? I think Dylan White was just angry. I think he's angry. Not not only because he got stopped when he should have when he when he, when he could have easily won that first fight, but also because it got postponed, didn't it? They they had another date and then perfection. He had COVID, so do you know what? He was more angry thinking, I got beat by this guy that I should have beat, and now I can avenge that loss, and it's been postponed. All the anger built up inside of him. So when that first round come, he's wanted to get the guy out of there. But Kovetkin, um, you know, he was never going to win the fight. He was never going to win the fight. I know, I knew that there's Dillian White that he fight a second time round, and he knew it too. It's going to be a lot better you know, Dillian White that he fought first time man, and his only hope was to catch him with a lucky shot again. But it didn't happen this time. We know Dillian wants a world title fight. It looks quite difficult for that to happen, especially because all the belts are with Fury, AJ. That fight looks like it's going to happen, potentially this year, mm-hmm. two-fight deal, maybe even a third fight. 
We don't know if the, if the belts will get fragmented after the first fight. We just don't know. So he's not going to wait around. He's 34. He's not getting young. He's fought Povetkin back-to-back. He fought Chisora twice, Parker, Oscar, uh, Oscar Rivas. Who's out there for him, for him to kind of fight, do you think? Who would you like to see him in the ring with? They've talked about Jonathan Wilder yesterday. Who do you think he should be in there with? Why can't he fight Jonathan Wilder next? That's, mate, that's a good fight. Jonathan Wilder, Dillian White. You know what I mean? Deontay Wilder always spoke down on Dillian White when he was world champion before he fought Tyson Fury and he got beat. He, was, he used to speak down on, on, like, on Dillian White all the time. Like, I'm a different class to this guy. I'm a different level. I'm unbeaten. I'm the king. But now, he can't speak down on White no more. And I feel like Jonathan Wilder needs to accept I'm not above these guys that I thought I was above no more. I've got to stop and I'm going to have to fight these guys if I want to get back up there. I've got to fight these guys and I've got to prove myself. And the fight sells. The fight makes a hell of a lot of money. It makes financial sense. Let's make that, that's the fight that I really want to see next. Ahara, what's the, um, what's the latest with yourself? Obviously, I know I spoke to you a number of weeks ago and you said there might be a um, announcement soon, but uh, any updates? Um, I'm still waiting to be honest I'm just keeping myself in the gym I'm in no rush one thing I've learned in this game is when you rush things that's when things go wrong I don't want to rush anything in my boxing career no more I just turned 29 years old I've got a few years ahead of me Um, over the next three weeks I'll start getting onto MTK and I'll start saying I'm ready but at the moment I'm enjoying my break I've been off I haven't fought for about just under six months, but I'm in, but I'm enjoying my break, and you know I could, I want to fight twice this year, but right now I'm fit. I've been in the gym. I would only need six weeks to get ready for a fight. Give me six weeks and I'll, and I'll be ready for a fight. But right now I'm still sorting out a few things outside of boxing, and in the next three weeks or so I'll be speaking to MDK and I'll be saying I'm ready. But as as of yet, I haven't. Let's talk a little bit about Sam Maxwell. He was supposed to fight somebody you know in Akeem. Uh, obviously, pulled out the fight uh, for whatever reasons. Um, you went on Twitter and you put out there that, um, and I, I won't, I can't remember exactly what you put, but you put something in the lines of Akeem is young. Um, he can come out this fight. He can come again. Sam is old. He's getting older, and it's not good for his career. Um, where did that come from? Where did that comment come from? You know what. I used to like Sam Maxwell. I used to spar him when I was up at Sheffield. I mean, I, you know, I used to go spar. When they were amateurs, I used to spar. A lot of them, I had to do four rounds each for about four rounds of him, four rounds with Joe Cordina, four rounds with someone else. So I used to get like 12 rounds or four rounds each or three rounds each because these guys, back in the days as an amateur, they was fast. So that's what I needed as a pro to keep me on my toes and to keep me sharp. So I used to like, I used to love all these guys. I still like all these guys. Doko Dina, it's a great fire. And that respect was there for all of us. Like I've still got respect for them. But once Sam Maxwell turned over as a pro, he started trying to call me out online. And I, and I was thinking, mate, like, I used to be cool with, like, I used to like these guys. Like, we used to be cool. But obviously, Dave Matthews is his friend and those guys up north. So I guess once I fought them, it must have hit a nerve in him with, with, with how I beat these guys. And, um, you know, he started saying bad things about me online. I was like, man, he's a bit of a cunt. If you never met me, and then maybe, yeah, but we've met, we've sparred, like we've, like we've spoken. Like, why are you being rude for? So, you know, when his fight got postponed, I was like, hell yeah, your boxing career is almost done. You're about 32, 33 years old. 
Akeem's got a, Akeem's got a hell of a lot of time ahead of him. It was it was wrong of me to say, and I did feel kind of bad saying it, but I never started this on nine beef. It was him, and you know what I said weren't no lie. His boxing career is almost done. Out of all the guys that I fought in the Olympics, out of, out of all the guys coming off the GB squad, Sam Maxwell has done the least. Akoli, he just won the world title. Joe Dina's doing big bits. Joshua Bratzi's doing big bits. Daniel Dubois doing big bits. Joe Joyce doing big bits. Out of everyone that everyone out of everyone that was in that Olympic squad, they're all doing big bits apart from Sam Maxwell. And um <laughs> that's the truth of the matter. And you know, he had a big fight with Akeem and his crowd, got postponed, probably take it probably takes up another few months of his boxing career of the short time that of the short time that he had anyway. So I just laughed at him. Like, come on, like, you're trying to call me out and now your boxing career's gone wrong me. He, he he did an interview with IFL a couple of days ago and he and he said when he was asked about obviously your comments and he was like, well, O'Hara's a quitter. He's he's won this golden contract, um, but now he doesn't want to go to America because he knows he's going to be in these 50-50 fights uh, and tough fights. So he'd rather stay on the hit, rather basically stay here and have those easy fights. I might be true, mate, and that might be true. And if I fight him, he'll be one of those easy fights, I guess. <laughs> you know, a lot of these guys say what they want, but um, I ain't got to explain myself to anyone. Um, I just said it's a lot. It might be a lot smarter for me if I stay here. And in this boxing game, it's about being smart inside and outside the ring. And if I do stay here, he'll be one of the guys itching to fight against me. So he better keep his mouth shut, and he might get the opportunity to fight me. Um, well, yeah. Like, I don't. I don't really know this guy. Like, I'm not going back and forth with him. He ain't. Like, he ain't no one really. The guy didn't even won the English title. Like, come on, like, what is he like? What, like, what is he done? Maybe if he fought Akeem in his brand and he won, then maybe he might be a someone. But he hasn't, and he's a no one trying to call me out and have a back and forth. Like, come on, like, I'm not beefing you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go for big fish. He's a, he's a little fish in a pond. Fuck out of here. Is that fight though? Like he he did say, you know, obviously when Akeem pulled out that if O'Hara wants to step in, I'll, I'll happily fight him. But is that fight for you? In the future, could that happen? Would you want it? Would you want to set the score, score right? If he beat Akeem and his brand, which he won't, which he won't, I'll happily fight him because, you know, he'll have the Commonwealth title and the British title. I'll happily take those belts of him, but he ain't going to beat Akeem and his brand. Um, and Frank will have to offer me a hell of a lot of money to make that fight happen because um, I had, I'm not going to fight this guy. If I fight him, I'm doing him a favour. And I'm doing Frank a favour. I'm doing I'm, If I fight him, I'm doing everyone a favour. So... I need a favour done for me too. Pay me, show me the money. Show me the money. Um, Ahara, you and Flora Marku, um, over the last year or so, there's always been some back and forth, James uh, mm-hmm. sparring and tweets, etc. Um, I saw a bit of an exchange between yourselves last, well, earlier this week, where an interview surfaced of you talking about Florian. Florian then obviously responded and posted it. Um, mm-hmm. Is that a fight that interests you? Now, I know you've come out and said, be ready for June. about that interview I've done, yeah. So that interview, that was after I spied him, the first time I spied him. A day before I spied him, I spoke to Sam Jones. This is before Flair Markey got signed to Matchroom, before he got signed to Ultimate Boxer. He was still fighting on small horse shows. So Sam Jones told me, Sam Jones was like, listen, man, Floyd Markey, I'm trying to get him signed to someone big, Eddie Hearn or Frank Warren. So after you spy him, can you 
do an interview and just say good things about him, just do an interview and just, like, it don't have to be true, but just say something good about him because then I can show, I can go to Eddie or show Eddie or Frank and then bang, I can, I can hopefully get him signed. And I like Sam Jones, Sam Jones is my good mate. So I was like, yes, Sam, that's fine, that's no problem. You know, so what I did, I done an interview, I was like, man, this guy hit so hard. I was like, mate, this guy hit my gloves and I felt it. I was like, damn, this guy hits like a fucking dinosaur. And I was like, yes, you know, I was doing Sam Jones a favour. They're going to try and get that and use that to make it seem like I was, uh, come on, it is what it is. Everyone now was there when I spied him, knows what happened every time I spied him. But, you know, sparring on a fight is two different things anyway. So just because I beat the fuck out of him in sparring, it don't mean I'll do that in a fight. And I sparred, you know what I mean? Fighters are different. Some fighters, they, a lot of fighters spar different how they fight. So you can't judge anything based on how you spar. Like, whatever happened in sparring, I say one thing, he says the other thing, but whatever happened in our spa, like, fighting's a complete different thing. So, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's, it's all bullshit. But I, by that interview, I basically done just to, um, just to help Sam Jones out. And I guess it, I guess it works because after that interview, when he got signed to Ultimate Boxer and then he got signed to Eddie Hearn. So I've done them a favour, but they're not going to try and use that as fucking ammunition. But um, is it a fight that could happen? Um, 100%. Like, any fight can happen. Anyone can get it. But at the same time, I'm trying to become a world champion. I'm trying to, be- I'm trying to get as far as I can. Win the- I'm trying to win as many belts as I can. Me fighting him right now, is he going to get me up in the rankings? I'm ranked in the top 15 in the WBC world rankings. Is he ranked anywhere in the rankings? No, he's not ranked anywhere in the rankings, for one. For two, he's got no belt. For three, he hasn't fought no big names. Um, four, he's not even my weight class. This guy struggles to make 147. How's he going to come down to 140? They're talking about he's going to come down to 140. He's not coming down to 140. He's just saying that to cause some hype and having beef with me to try get people talking about him. Oh, he's beefing Ohara Davis. Who's going to win if they fight? Like, come on, fuck, fuck out of here. He ain't got no belt. He's, me fighting him right now is of no benefit to me getting to my goal. So, the only way that fight would happen is if you show me the money. If there's no belt or nothing like that, it's not going to benefit me. You need to show me money. And they say this guy sells out football stadiums, arenas. Bang, you can show me the money then. And they said, uh, you know, you know, they haven't contacted MTK about the fight against me. I spoke to MTK the next day. I was like, yo, you got any phone calls? Like, no, there's been no, there's been no phone calls. It's all internet stuff. I'm not with this internet stuff no more. That's me in the past. Like, I'm, not, I'm not with that no more. Either you want to fight me or you don't want to fight me. Call me out first and then phone MTK and offer me a bit of money. No, there's, been, there's, been, there's been absolutely nothing. But Sam Jones is, is a good businessman. You know, you know, they usually call Sam Jones a Primark Eddie Hearn. But I think that's a thing of the past. Sam Jones is, is his own man now. Sam Jones knows how to sell. He knows how to talk. He knows how to promote all of his fighters correctly. And I feel like this from Sam... This which got initiated by Sam Jones. It's just a publicity stunt to try and boost his fighters, fucking get more people talking about him. But mate, they haven't spoken to MTK, like nothing. Like I said, anyone can get it. I'm not ready yet, but in three weeks from now, three, four weeks from now, three and a half weeks from now, I'll be ready to get into training camp. And um I, and all I need is six weeks. When you put that tweet out and said June, I'll be I could do you want to fight in June? What did you mean by that then? I'm like, let's, let's fight you. If, if you're if you gonna if you're gonna call me out, you said you can come down to Ten Stone. You contact MTK. We can get this fight happening in June. 
Like, all I need is all I need to get ready is six weeks. I'll be ready in three weeks. So the fight can happen in nine weeks from this day, from today. The fight can happen. So I'm like, so that basically meant forget all the online back and forth. Forget all the online back and forth. I used to do that shit. Now you want to make the fight happen? Contact MTK and show me the money. But these guys ain't in my, are not in my vision. The world title is in my vision. Belts in my vision. Getting up in the rankings is in my vision. So my priority is to fight guys that are in the world rankings. If you're not in the rankings, like this guy, and you want to fight me, show me the money. Okay, well, we look forward to it. See if there's any uh, future announcements in the coming weeks about a Florian Marco or Horror Davis fight. I'm sure it'll be a hell of a spectacle, including the press conference. Also, Eddie Hearn, I saw an interview with Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn said that there's a bit of, that there's a bit of, he said that, there, that, that there's a bit of, like, but did he say there's a bit of history between me and him? And I'm like, Eddie Hearn, there ain't no history between us. What happened is that you just threw me under the bus for no reason. I was innocent all those years ago. I'd done nothing wrong. They knew that, I had, at this time, I had never heard of the Hills, bro. Never heard of it in my entire life. I mentioned something about the sun because I was speaking about, I was speaking to um, Tommy Cole, who's from Hull. He's not from up in Liverpool anyway. So what I said to him, he had nothing to do with the Hills, bro. And you threw me under the bus for no reason. You and my old agent and the manager that I was with, you, he's like, he's like you all collectively threw me under the bus for no reason, even though you knew that I was innocent. So there's no history between us, Eddie Hearn. Just say, I threw, I, just say I threw OG under the bus, even though he was innocent. I just put out that in the interview. No, absolutely. You have, you have all the time you need. Um, oh, I just want to end on this quickly. Um, I don't know if you saw um, earlier this week, Everlast announced a historic pledge where they will be signing uh, 52 fighters this year. They already work with the likes of Boatzi, Ramla Ali, Conor Benz. Um, they've signed um, Chantel Cameron, Natasha Jonas, Sandy Ryan as well. Um, it's a great thing for boxing when, when, when a company, an organisation like Everlast comes on board and pledges that they're going to come and support fighters, especially after every, what everyone's gone through over the last 12 months. Mm. That's a great thing. I, you know what? I saw that and I was like, I was impressed. But I was like, you really going to sign over 50 fighters this year? Like, how is it going to be done? Um, you know, Everlast is great for the sport of boxing because boxing needs help. Fighters need help. A lot of, a lot of fighters only get by through sponsorship, endorsements. And Everlast, if they're going to jump in the game and say, we're going to help endorse fighters, sponsor fighters, that's the great thing because fighters need help and I've got to give props to Everlast for this because, um, you know, I don't see how it's going to be done, but if it can be done, hats off to these guys. They're the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Ohara, always a pleasure catching up with you, my man. I appreciate you jumping on this Sunday uh, afternoon. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day and we we'll look forward to some fight news for you very, very soon and, and we'll catch up again. Thank you, bro. O'Hara Davis, IFL TV, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 